Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Moscow. This is Sunday, January the 8th, 2023. This service was recorded on January the 1st. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The organist and lecturer is Marty Scharf. Thank you to Pastor Wade and Liz for sponsoring this week's broadcast in recognition of the birth of their grandson, Tyree Lay. Thank you for joining us today.
Well, good morning. good morning. Wow, look at all the people who came out on New Year's Day. Happy 2023, everyone. Wow, it's been a rough go for Pastor. Lost his voice on Christmas Eve. And uh, thanks to Pastor Lynn Bandrub, who's here again today. I think I'll make it today, Pastor Lynn. <laughs> but thank you for stepping up. Wow. And I understand uh, uh, Reverend Rick, is that his new title? I'm looking over <laughs> He's done a wonderful job for us in leading uh, liturgy in the past and again on Christmas Eve. I'm just so thankful. Wasn't that a special service, Christmas Eve? You know, when we can work together as a congregation and all take a role, it just makes for a wonderful, wonderful worship. The one thing that uh, the best seat in the house was Pastor Lynn after she lit the candles for the um, for the ushers, for her to stand up there and just see the glow of light as it began to spread and the lights had come down. Wasn't that just a beautiful sight? I, I love that every year. As you can see, I've got a little bit of the diarrhea going this morning, being that I can't, uh, I wasn't able to use my voice before, but we're using it now. No, really, just allowing people to come in. Um, it is slippery out there. Uh, thank you for making it in. Um, when we go back out to our cars, hopefully it will be a little bit better. But if you're alone, I want you to go with a partner so that you can at least lean on that person. I don't want anybody going out to their car alone after church, okay? The other thing is thanks to Marty. Uh, Marty's a member at St. Matthew and Larry, and she is here today playing the organ with us. <laughs> Whoops. And uh, that was probably Pastor. I'm sorry. And uh, has made goodies treats afterwards and the free will donation is going to the music fund so marty and larry thank you for being with us i know we've got some other people from saint matthew welcome glad to have you with us i know that uh they're not holding their service this morning a, a lot of congregations aren't being it's the holiday um but i'm always surprised when we meet at wayne zion where where two or three are gathered the lord is there and here you are again this morning and so without further ado, let us share in confession and forgiveness. We're going to switch over to the service of the word for this Sunday. And uh, so you'll find the service beginning on page 211 in the front of your hymnal. And I invite you to go ahead, remain seated as we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin and receive your forgiveness and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. 
Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our service continues on page 213 with the Kyrie. Invite the congregation to please rise for the canticle of praise. Will you join with me in the prayer of the days as printed in your bulletin insert? Eternal Father, you gave your incarnate Son the holy name of Jesus to be a sign of our salvation. Plant in every heart the love of the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be, you may be seated. Let us receive the word of God. The first reading is from Numbers chapter 6 verse 22 to 27. God commanded Aaron to say these words, known as the Aaronic benediction, in blessing the people of Israel. We too are marked with God's name and God's blessing as we are sent from our assemblies into the world. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the Israelites. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. The word of the Lord. The psalm is Psalm 8 today. I will read the light print and you'll read the dark print. O Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And children's set of fortress the and the venture. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, you have set in their courses. <coughs> you should be mindful of them, human beings that you should care for them. Yet you have made them little less than divine. With glory and honor you crown them. All flocks and cattle, even the wild beasts of the field. O Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. 
The second reading is from Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And here Paul proclaims the ultimate significance of the nativity. Jesus was born the Son of God so that because of him we may all be God's children. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. The word of the Lord. Our service will continue with the gospel acclamation. You can find this on page 142. I invite the congregation to please rise. The gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the gospel. You heard this one on Christmas Eve, but we pick it up where we had left off. When the angels had left them, the shepherds, and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard of it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they heard and seen, and as it had been told to them. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus the name given by the angel before he was conceived in Mary's womb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. O grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Christ child, Jesus. Amen. Well, today is naming day in the church. Something that, uh, a practice that we don't always participate in. Sometimes we know the names of our babies like Mary did before the child was even uh, conceived. Maybe there are times as a young couple explore the possibility of becoming moms and dads. What kind of names do we like? Maybe that's some, uh, a talk or, or something that they share between one another. And of course when baby is conceived and the baby is being carried in the womb, all changes, right? And then sometimes uh, when the child arrives, surprise to mom and dad who, keep, who don't want to know the sex of their child, it may change again, right? Isn't it amazing that this whole gospel story and going back some 400, 500 years that the prophets were talking about the Messiah, about Emmanuel, God with us. And I apologize, is that me doing all that noise? You know, just amazing. Emmanuel, God with us. And then the angel Gabriel showing up on the scene. Showing up. 
showing up with Zechariah on the right side of the altar and giving the name John to the one who had come before Jesus, the greatest of all born besides the Messiah, that he would point the way and prepare people to repent, to be baptized with water, where Jesus coming behind to baptize with fire and Holy Spirit. That, uh, that Joseph, who is betrothed, and, and for us who have been on this journey together with the Advent midweek, we, we took a look at what Joseph was dealing with. Here he was to be betrothed, to be married, and, and Mary had said yes at that point, and so it was solid, it was cemented, but all that was needed was the wedding ceremony that would happen one year after the betrothment began. And they were not uh, having any relation with one another other than being betrothed with the idea that in one year they would go through the marriage ceremony. And uh, for Joseph to find out that Mary, Mary was... Oh, when I touch this, when Mary, um, you know, if this becomes too distracting, you want to get the hand mic ready for me, then I don't have to, um, we can shut this down. And so, uh, Joseph, uh, you are to uh, marry Mary, and you are to name the child Jesus. And then we know the story behind um, uh, Mary and being approached, how can this be? Not so much uh, disbelief, but how can this be in the situation that I find myself? I'm betrothed yet to be married, but here I am. Uh, how can this be? But with the Lord, all things are possible. So up to this point, uh, we know that Jesus will be his name, but nobody has heard these words spoken. Yeah, why don't you just go ahead and bring it up, and then I don't have to worry about um, my apologies for some reason. It's going to act up today because it's the first of the year. Let me just take this. No, I don't think. Testing one, two. Are we good now? Shut one off and turn the other one on. Good. So here we are on naming day. Now, Jesus is very Jewish. I mean, uh, his, his parents are Jewish. Um, Joseph, if we were to open up the, the Gospel of Matthew, you would begin to see from Abraham, and you would begin to see all these names that we recognize throughout the history of God's people. And we get down to Joseph, and then we get to the son of Jesus. And uh, Mary is very Jewish. Elizabeth and Zachariah. Zachariah is a priest. Uh, this is a very Jewish family. And uh, Jesus is born into a Jewish family. He is in the line. And so it's eight days. Now we bring the, the young lad, the eight-day-old boy, to be circumcised in the temple and to give the name. This is what was practiced in those days. And so um, at this point, uh, his name has not yet been spoken by any lips other than the divine announcement, the annunciation of, of Jesus coming. And so the human name is given. And put yourself there at the temple, and as the priest begins to do the circumcision, and uh, is there in the holy place, and what shall we name your son? 
And both Mary and Joseph say, Jesus. Jesus, for the first time, his name has been spoken out loud by the human voice, as far as we know. Well, what does this name mean? Jesus. Jesus means deliverer, rescuer, savior. But more specifically, if we were to really get back to the, to the Aramaic and the Hebrew language, Yahweh would mean God saves. God saves. It tells us why Jesus came in the foretelling of the prophets. He will save his people from sins. So Jesus' name is given, but yet not spoken. And here on the eighth day, it's spoken. And Jesus' name has a very significant purpose, a kind of work in the world, in his life, where he will serve because it moves away from and it connects up with the relationship with God. Dorothy Sayers, a British writer, poet, and also an Anglican and theologian who is well versed in the doctrine of the triune nature of God, she wrote these words about Jesus. Jesus was in fact and in truth the most excellent and little, literal sense of the words, the God by whom all things were made. He is not merely a man so good as to be God-like. He was God, yet he was himself gone through the whole human experience. From the trivial irritations of family life, we get that. And the cramping restrictions of hard work, we get that. And at times lacking money, we get that. To the most to the worst horrors of pain and humiliation, defeat, despair, and death. When he was a man, he played the man. He was born in poverty, and he died in disgrace, and thought it well worthwhile for you and for me. Jesus, God saves. Much different from rulers or governments that protect or a parent who nourishes and protects their children, or a physician that advises and cares for their patients. None of these can save us from our sins. Only the one whose birth was commemorated eight days ago, and whose name is Jesus, can save us from our sins. The prophet Isaiah called him by many other names. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Beautiful and Truthful Names of God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus. God saves his people from their sins. Jesus, whose earthly father and he are descendants of Abraham, yet Jesus, who is the seed of Abraham, whom he blessed in all the nations of the earth. It's hard to get our minds around that. For in the beginning, when the heavens and the earth were created, Jesus was there. God was there. Holy Spirit was there. And God figured out a way in which to remove sin from the world. And it was by death of God's own self, so that we may be resurrected in a resurrection like his. 
And at his circumcision, Jesus began this active obedience to the law on our behalf, the law that had been set at the beginning of time. While still under the care of Mary and Joseph, he lived and he died in obedience to God. He was obedient unto death. Even death on a cross. And I think this is such a unique picture. I love Wayne Zion's altar, especially around Christmas time, and putting the poinsettias up around it, uh, the candles, and everything kind of leading up to the cross. And notice that the Star of David, a very Jewish uh, picture for us here in the Christian church, is above the altar, but it's at the base of the cross in which Jesus died for us. He humbled himself under God's law and also the law of circumcision. He fulfilled the law perfectly for us. His circumcision at the tender age of eight days assures us that Jesus is our perfect Savior. God saves is our Jesus. To those who know his name, to those who believe in Jesus, God's only begotten Son, who is God, Emmanuel, with us, Yahweh. To know his name and to believe in him brings you the saving grace of a loving father and the gift of eternal life. It is nothing that you and I can do. It's what God has done and continues to do in our lives together. That precious name, Jesus, reminds us he is the Lord of our life together with Christ. That's why we're called Christian, Christ, Christian. Today, the name of Jesus Sunday is important. The name of Jesus by God through the prophets and the holy angel reveals to us a savior on this eighth day is named and obedient to God's law, the law of circumcision. Receive your savior, Jesus. Will you say it with me? Your savior's name is Jesus. Amen.
Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.